<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi, welcome to the Modern Waiter Podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, where we discuss all things restaurant business. Learn something. Laugh at something. <laughs> On today's episode, we are continuing with our restaurant movie series. And this time, we are doing the movie Burnt with Bradley Cooper. But first, the intro. Tired of working deadbeat jobs for lame pay. I'm tired of getting fired and hired the same day. If you know the rules of the game, then you'll stay. And if you don't, then you'll be a As usual, I'm joined by my good friend, Danny Davila. What's up, what's up, what's up, people? Now... It's not in our best interest to say, turn the podcast off. If you haven't seen the movie Burnt, go watch it. It's on, uh, it's YouTube. on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. And, and then listen to the podcast because uh, obviously, spoilers ahead. Yeah. We won't give you every detail of the movie, no. but we want to go through and talk about. Well, yeah, man. For uh, sure. You know, this, uh, this restaurant movie. And it's a good movie, so you just definitely, definitely check it out before you watch, before you watch. Uh, I enjoyed it. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 do this. It starts out with uh, with Bradley Cooper. He's doing uh, his. Uh, I don't want to say voiceover, but he's narrating. He's narrating. Yeah, he's narrating the the beginning of the movie and yep. catching you up of, to what happened to mm-hmm. him in the past. And he was a pretty much a very brilliant chef. Two Michelin stars. Yeah. And he's from, I believe, Louisiana, is he? But he moved it, to... It, it um, didn't really say where he was from. It just said he was. he's, he's American. Yes. Uh, he moved to Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked under a really, obviously, exclusive chef named John Luke. And he had some issues. He's he, back in America. To say the least. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, he, he was... His star rose and it burnt out. Again. And he burnt some bridges. It wasn't clear to me the bridges that he burnt or how he specifically messed up. He ended up owing people money. He ended up uh, going back to well, going back to the states. Ended up in Louisiana, and the movie starts with him paying his penance. Yes, and his penance is self-imposed, and his goal was to to just go back to the grassroots, pretty much grassroots and the labor. Of the the kitchen the work, yeah. of the work in shucking one million oysters, mm-hmm. and once he hit his one millionth oyster, he walks out of the restaurant yeah. that he was uh, shucking for. He keeps a little notebook of how many he did per day, the running tally, and and there he is. Yeah, and he leaves him in the lurch. Gone, gone, gone. 
mid shift. Mid, yeah, I don't even know if it's mid shift. It might, it might have been, it might have been like a few minutes into the shift. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Well, the shift wasn't over. Exactly. Oh, for sure, he's gone. He that would be a good I quit story. Yeah, for sure. We did, we did a, a podcast. I want to say season two, maybe. Yeah. On on I it was called I quit. Mm-hmm. One of the more was it eventful or we had to do it in two parts. Mm-hmm. And man, two long-winded people <laughs> couldn't couldn't land it. But <laughs> it was some good stories. Good, in there. great stories. Great to go back and watch and listen. We weren't on YouTube then. Yeah, go back and listen. It was, it was a pretty pretty good uh, stories in there. Absolutely, I quit. We might have to give, uh, do do a couple more. <laughs> now now back to the movie. He goes. Now he's in London. I believe is it London? Yeah, and he really starts to call upon some old friends. He starts, yeah, he goes He goes checks on one friend, mm-hmm. uh, and that's pretty much, uh, he goes and checks into their hotel, the dad owns it. Yes. And he connects with the person. What's the actor's name? He played... Uh, uh, he's, he's, what's his name? From, um, from... Baron. Uh, Baron, yes, from, from uh, Avengers and, uh, and what's the other show that came out recently? Um, Hawk and... Uh, but, Captain America, Captain America, and, uh, Win- yeah. uh, and, uh, and the Winter Soldier, and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. he played um, Zemo, Zemo, Baron von Zemo, yeah. or something like that. And uh, he uh, he's the son, the owner of the hotel. And Bradley Cooper goes in and he starts murking them with the or oh, the food, off with the, the rip. food. He just starts telling them that this is crap. Yeah, and just look at he, these eggs. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. eggs are looking at me. It's what exact, exact words are. Yeah. So he, he says, you, you, you're going to need me. I, uh, you're going to hire me. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, you're, you're done. You're done. You're, you can't work for me at all. Yeah. Ends up kicking him out of the hotel because uh, he, 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 he didn't have any more money. <laughs> so he starts calling in favors, mm-hmm. basically, to, to see where he could fit in. And he goes he on a journey to, to yeah. He goes into a journey. Yeah, he put together what he put together his vision. He's putting the band back together. He's putting the band back together. Well, maybe not back together, but, but yeah. He's got Papa got a brand new band. Oh yeah. I mean, he's putting he's putting some old pieces with some new pieces, and he's putting yes. together a team. That's true because he he had a gentleman that he worked with together, and he, originally he started running from him. Yeah. Because he he knew he did him wrong, mm-hmm. and then they started fighting. And the guy said, you know what? Uh, it's been I've, years. It's been years. I've come to peace with you screwing me over in Paris. I'll come work for you. Yeah. You're going after the third star. He only has two Michelin stars. He wants to get three Michelin stars. You, you make it sound like two is just not a big deal. To him, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, to, to him, he, the, the third Michelin star was for him to be validated. Yeah. It was for him to feel like his life is complete, his life work, his life worth was wrapped up into him being a chef, into being a certain type of chef. He was, he is very, very old school. And that played, that theme plays out in the movie. Oh, yeah. Because everybody is moving away from, they're moving towards new technologies Mm -hmm. and methods of cooking. cooking. And he's still with the saucepan and old school and... Little does he know that that's real. That shift is going to be a challenge for him yeah. to overcome mm-hmm. and wow the peoples. Now he goes. He goes. Uh, it's worth noting that he is now sober. Oh yes. Well, that was huge. The biggest. I think one of his biggest hurdles from back then to now was it wasn't just the alcohol. It was the drugs, the alcohol, the the women. He was addicted to everything. He was addicted to the life. He was almost like a rock star. 
in his own right. Yes. And it was it, it was implied that the money he owed was gambling. I, I don't want to say it was implied, but what else could it be? <laughs> you know, he owed the French or, or yeah. people from Paris a lot of money. And they, throughout the movie, they come after him. At one point, they beat him up. Oh, yeah. But that's later on. That's later on. So... We are we're at the part where he's putting his uh, he's putting he's putting a band together, but he needs a place. He needs a place, so he kind of in the same same sense he goes and meets a, a critic, invites her to this restaurant. Uma that Thurman, is, yeah, that his boy runs. Yes, the one that he went into originally at the hotel, and she's she can crush you. So he walks in, uh, she comes in, the owner's freaking out. He goes, Bradley Cooper goes. Uh, well, it looks like you're going to need me now if you, if you want to make it through this with your horrible food. Yeah, he sets them up. Yeah, pretty much. He sets them up, sends the critic in there who they're old friends, but not, you know, a loving, you yeah. know, warm relationship friends. But, you know, everybody has this contentious type of friendship relationship. With him? With with each other. Yeah. All the characters are, are, are really not open arms type of people. No. But it, 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 it works for the movie. Yeah. It works for the movie. He sends her in there. Well, it looks like he, he had a lot of bad blood when he left. So, I mean, he left. That's true. He, he, he looked like he shitted on the world. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. You're cool. Yeah, exactly. He really did go out in a blaze yeah. of glory, however it was. <laughs> and I would have liked to seen that. It, it, for me, I would rather be shown mm-hmm. what happens in a movie instead of being told. And never mind, we weren't really told explicitly what yeah. it was, unless I missed it. No, it was it was just a combination of things. It sounded like yeah, but nonetheless, it it, it actually does work for the for the tone of the movie. And I feel yeah. like we both kind of know people like in the industry that have that kind of uh, you know maybe backstory in a way, but not really. Well, well, most definitely the whole time it reminded me of an old chef, uh, Chef John. Yeah. A wildly talented person, but wildly unpredictable. Mm-hmm. The only difference is John was never really an a-hole to staff that, yeah. and his people. He was strong because you have to be strong. You have to you be strong. you got to keep the whip correct. Yes, for sure. Okay? You have to make sure that everybody is, is focused. focused. But the abuse part is... A throwback, I believe. Yeah. I I'm not sure if there are many chefs because I haven't really worked with a lot of chefs who are like that mm-hmm. any longer. But when I first started, oh, yeah, they would get out of my kitchen, get out oh, of yeah. my restaurant. What are you doing? No, I'm not taking this back. Oh, you're going to pay for it. It, it can All be, the above. It could be very stressful. Yeah. Now with this new age, you got to really treat people differently. <laughs> I don't know how that translates into... Into the old school kitchens, I can only yeah. imagine it depends on where you are. Yeah, it depends on imagine the food world. But yeah, definitely a throwback of what we were kind of accustomed to. Yes. And, you know, the old get off my lawn stuff. Yeah. It plays, but not really because mm-hmm. these people, I don't want to say they're dying out, but as new talent comes mm-hmm. through, so are their sensibilities and their and, and their ways. Yeah. And so that's how he finds himself. He goes to restaurants. He goes to food courts. He goes to street people. And he's learning. He's, he's, he's reinventing his he's mind. He's reinventing his mind. So he thinks. And he has an eye on this. I forget what dish it was. He went to a restaurant. 
goes back in the kitchen. He knows the owner, mm-hmm. and he wants to meet the person who made it, the sous yeah. chef who made it. And it's this girl, mm-hmm. very much like uh, Colette from... Oh, from, from Ratatouille. From Ratatouille. Absolutely. Very, uh, she, very, she's, almost looks like her too. Yeah. And it's interesting to me, the role that women play in certain movies, they're very talented, very driven, things like that. And then later on in the movie, I'll tell you a little bit about my annoyances that they end up putting mm-hmm. a woman in. But let's go. He he approaches her. She says, "I want I, nothing I don't to do wanna, with you. Yeah, I don't want to work for you. I, I'm, I'm happy where I am." Yeah. And so now we come to the part where the critic is is in the restaurant. The owner knows that they're not good enough. Yeah. And she could bury him with one review. Absolutely. And so Bradley Cooper comes in and he goes, "You're gonna need me." Yeah. Just like you said. And he goes, you set me up. Mm -hmm. He starts to cook. Sure enough, he wows them. He gets the job, but he says... You gotta, you gotta reopen. You yeah. gotta shut down. We're, we're doing it. We're doing it my way. We're doing it my way. It's a whole new restaurant, so they, they remodel. Mm-hmm. New name, everything. His name's on the on the thing, on the mar, on the. Is it a marquee one? It's a. I don't know. Well, it's, it's not a marquee. It's yeah. a, his name is on on the billboard. On, I guess the, on the door, on I the mean, building, on the building, on the restaurant, yeah. on the restaurant. Yeah. And so he starts to the montage, the yeah. cooking montage, and he goes after the girl again, and she says no, you know, because he knows that she's a valuable piece. And so, going through it, it's a lukewarm reception at his grand opening. Oh yeah, he gets. I don't want to say he gets a bad review, but he gets a very neutral review. Mm-hmm. On the uh, soft opening and then the, the the opening, there are empty seats and things like that. He starts to freak out. Yeah. He freaks out. He takes it personally. And he should. He really should because he made this family yeah. spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they really invested in it. He knew his, the father who was a good chef. And then he's now dealing with the son who pretty much admires him but not in a glowing way yeah it's it's again another contentious uh um the relationship what do you think about the movie so far um so far so at this point and where am i in the movie Mm -hmm. it's you know i mean i i enjoyed it because i enjoyed the acting and stuff like that and just the the what the journey the the that bradley cooper was going through what about the feels for the restaurant portion Uh, well it's a complete restaurant movie yeah and there's not much, there's none of service. There's no service. In there's it. no service. Actually, in there it. is, but we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, talk um, to me. Because there, right now, we're we're learning. He's a he's a chef, so okay. we're all in the kitchen. He's he's almost teaching about you know what it what it really means to be a Michelin style chef, and you're starting to see the dishes and stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. There is no real pure service part of it, but it does teach us about which I didn't know about about how certain things in with the Michelin lifestyle is about. Because I've never been to a Michelin star restaurant. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to unpack what you're saying because it's not necessarily... The Michelin guide is a literally a travel guide. Mm-hmm. And it, it started... For, this is me not being definitive, but it started from the Michelin company, mm-hmm. the tire company. Yeah, I noticed that on the, on the, on the little yes, brochure. Yes, basically that's what it was, and it was for 
uh, people who would be traveling who could understand what where they can go for a certain level well, of, of a service of of experience mm-hmm. in a restaurant. Yeah, none of it can be solicited. You can't go invite them in and, and say, hey, can you rate my restaurant yeah. and things like that. It's completely up to them up to them to seek you out. And it's like a secret shop or whatever or secret um, review. Mm-hmm. And then they put it in, in that year's book and, and so on and so forth. One, two, three yeah. uh, Michelin stars, what have you. And it very much is a throwback because now – you know, your Michelin stars are basically, you know, the different reviewing yeah. platforms that you have. I don't know. It's it's a it's a right that restaurants do have that are at that level. Mm-hmm. And you're going to match up. Is this what I'm looking for? Is yeah. this what I'm used to? The, you know, I've I've never been either, but I don't even aspire to it. No, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that food looks small. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, man, it looks beautiful, but I feel like I would just be hungry after every single plate that went out. Understood, but you really are appreciating the food, not just the food, the craftsmanship. Yeah, the art of it. The art of it. Yeah, I mean, it was beautiful. It it, it was beautiful, and whenever you go to a certain style restaurant, I always tell people you you can only pay this much for certain ingredients. Yeah, what you are paying for is the the overall knowledge and technology and understanding and the whole experience of the beautiful restaurant, Mm -hmm. the service, where things are, how it it is presented to you, the ambiance, the the, The the aromas, the eye. So you're eating with your eyes, your ears, as well as your palate. That is the encompassing experience. I particularly there's there's a couple of places i know that i i'd like to i I don't know if it's michelin rated it's a sushi place in new york Mm -hmm. uh called sushi nas that i i you were telling me about it yeah that's one of the places that i wanted to go but then the pandemic kind of Mm -hmm. halted that thing and i'm just in in love with that style it's a small place it's it's a essentially uh, a sushi bar, mm-hmm. but it does have a restaurant. It only has less than thirteen seats in the whole. Oh thing. wow, it's tiny. You know, it's it's tiny. It's tiny, but fresh fish flown in every yeah. every day from from Japan, and uh, the, the the chef is an authentic sushi chef, yeah. and you know, and he goes all in. He goes all in, and he gives you. You're not ordering stuff. You're sitting down, and you're taking. You're what enjoying. He, yeah, he, mm-hmm. you know, he prepares for you. And so that's more my experience than, you know, everything else. It's it's to each his own. Yeah. And now he's very arrogant, this, this, oh, for sure. this character of him, you know. And he even said that that was a component of a good chef. He goes, you lack arrogance when he is. Um, when, he's, when he's actually talking to people and putting together his team. Yes, when he's putting together his team. Now we're, what, would you say we're midway through to the, through we're about, the movie? We're about a third of the way. Well, a third? Yeah. Okay. So we're because we're at opening night, yes, which was not a success, mm-hmm. and he decides to where he was previously reluctant to go on a TV junket after. So we never said this. So the girl actually ends up getting fired from her job, the one he really likes. He got her fired. He, well, you never said that. He gets her fired. 
Who he, never said that? You never said that. You never okay. said she came over. So Yeah, you're saying it. I'm saying it. Yeah. He gets her fired from her job. She comes in. Now she's forced to work for this guy. Okay, this is opening night. The what same an night. asshole. What an asshole. <laughs> I mean, in, in due respect, he does triple her salary. Yes. But uh, so now they're, now he's putting his team is together in his mind the way he wants it to be. It's opening night. He thinks everything is humming the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Dishes are coming out. But people, you know, they're still new. They're making small mistakes, but they're like, it would be small in a regular restaurant, but to him, it's the end of the world. Yeah, he's a perfectionist. He's a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So things aren't sliced to the the millimeter the way they should be. This doesn't look like this. This doesn't look like that. He ends up, and they're not full. Mm -hmm. He ends up losing it because he, and his biggest thing, he goes, We'd rather it take more time and come out the way it should be than to go out wrong. Correct. And he just starts throwing plates and he's getting pissed off because it starts to, you know, and you can see it. You can see the frustration not only in in the re- because of the restaurant, but because of he's felt like he's already failed. Well, he hit a wall. Hit a wall. He's it, it's 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 like coming out of uh, a time capsule. Yeah. And you're no longer Relevant. effective. Yeah. And so he realizes that he's no longer effective and he's pushing people away and around. And the girl that he tripled her salary, he went after her several times, got her fired and then hired her. She stands up to him and says, no one cooks with pots and pans anymore. They call their pot and pan drawer a museum. You're you're boring or whatever the case may be. He doesn't take it well, but he takes it. Yeah. And realizes that he needs her even more than he he knew before. And so take us through the other two-thirds of the movie. Okay, so from that point, so now he goes, he's at the point, he goes, it was a disaster of a night. He apologizes to everybody. He tells the owner's son who of the restaurant, he goes, make sure everybody gets their money back. And then he kicks everybody out. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, yes. Because before then, the, the owner's son says, they want you to do some some TV spots. You know, he goes, no, 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 no. I'm me. I'm not doing any of this shit. You know, blah, yes. blah, blah. And he looks at the guy and he goes, I'll do the spots. Yes. Okay. He says, tell every TV station, so, yeah, I'll, do I'll, I'll do whatever they need. Yeah. So then he goes on air, does the spots. They do. They relaunch. Okay. Yeah. He tells him, this whole week, I'm cooking for free. Free. Yeah. Yeah. Come on through. Come on through. <laughs> and the lady goes, well, don't, I mean, aren't you already booked? And this, that, and the third. And he goes, well, yeah, but people always... Um, reservations are always canceled, so mm-hmm. you always just shoot your shot. Come on in. Yeah. Um, so then we fast forward a little bit to the the new open. 
Yes, where he embraces technology yes. a little bit more. Well, she the, the technology you're talking about is what, the sous vide? The sous vide, yeah. Okay. So, which in his mind is it's not cooking because it's just you're, you're cooking in a bag. <laughs> and he calls it, what does he call it? He calls it, it's not cooking in that condom. Yeah. <laughs> True, he didn't want to cook with the condom, but that's one of the things that he really and had to understand. Stan, she, and, and she, she, she explained that there was, you know, with the sous vide that you're locking in flavors. It was the things that you weren't be able to do before. You're marin you're not only just cooking it, you're marinating and locking in that flavor so it comes out with a whole different presentation. And she sells them on the consistency. Oh yes. Whereas you you're with the sous vide, you can hold lower temperatures mm-hmm. and then finish it off the way that you yeah, want to. Exactly. You, you can finish it in the pan. You can fin- her exact words, you can finish it on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent words, boss man. <laughs> and and so I noticed a couple of things with the dynamic. When he, in the beginning of the movie, in the height of his arrogance, he is he is holding court, whipping things up, taste this, is mm-hmm. this too much of that, and things like that. And the spoon to me represented his, uh, the, the power is directional, mm-hmm. you know? If, if, I'm a, if I'm the big boss and I'm dipping the spoon in the sauce and asking you to try it, the power is from me to you. Yes. Um, you know, there are a couple things. And so while he was understanding and taking in her knowledge, she was telling him to try things and she was spoon feeding mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting. They were playing off each other. Yes. yes. They was, the, the, teacher, the teacher and the student were, were growing together. We're growing together, but the dynamic started to shift where he had more respect for her, mm-hmm. whereas before he, he yelled at her and said to get out of uh, his kitchen. So he was, he was really willing to, to, to take it all in and learn from yes. her and things like that. So I thought that that power dynamic was, was very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And so she has a child mm-hmm. and... She's always late for work. She's giving everything to her job, yeah. really. But feeling the pressure of being a mom, and he, she asks him, now, now the restaurant's humming. Yeah, now, now, now it's the way it should be. It starts to have a good flow. They're, mm-hmm. getting, they're getting good reviews. He's already had one review that was really, that was good, not great, but good. Yes. Okay, and it starts to get the nice flow. You start to see things you know, you see, you see the motions in the restaurant. Yes. And then he gives them a speech and says, hey, um, they're going to come for us. Yeah. You know, you never, these are how you, you, um, how you can tell that the Michelin man or woman is here. Mm-hmm. They always come in pairs. They always have a half what, bottle of, of wine. Well, one water. person comes in for the other. They wait. Then they sit down. They always order a half bottle of wine. There's used, uh, they said they drop. They said they don't drop. They put a fork on the floor to see if you notice it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they don't let it drop. They let, they put it there to see if you notice it. There's these little nuances because everything should be perfect. Yes, yes. Now they're anticipating the the reason why that's his purpose yeah. is to get the third star, mm-hmm. give notoriety to the restaurant, and in a lot of ways help her along her her path, her chef journey, yeah, her culinary journey, and so that. And and that's basically what it is. You don't want to really be stuck doing the same thing and. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say stuck if you do like it, but you are, you're all meant to grow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Level up, like we talk about all Level the time. Level up, yes. And so now, you know, he's leveling up, she's leveling up, and 
it's it's starting to come together. Mm-hmm. What I do notice is that when the, when the, actually when everything starts to come together, then you start to see those little remember those the the two henchmen almost which you want to call it. Yes, people start wanting their money. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they come after. Start paying you back. We yes. know where you're at. Pay him his yes. money. Okay. And they become not like a, a center because I don't think they even have words. I don't think they ever even talk, but you just see them and you start to see their presence. Yes. And that that's one thing that pretty much, I don't want to say annoyed me, but you're left to your imagination as to why they're after him. What specifically are they saying? Mm-hmm. You, you as the audience, you, like you said, you see them and you almost feel the tension, but you yeah. almost don't because you don't know what What's the stakes are. Exactly. You know, they don't really share that with you. But that's a that's a style choice, and mm-hmm. and I think it works for this movie, movie, yeah, for sure. And so they they start showing up at the restaurant, showing up at the back dock, and things like that, and and they they actually get him, yeah. So there's one day he's actually out, so he goes and sees. We almost forgot about it, but there's a there's another chef who gets his third Michelin star, and that's actually in his mind who who Bradley Cooper is coming for. Mm-hmm. They worked at the same restaurant together back in the day. He owns his own restaurant, and he got his third Michelin star. And in, and in Cooper's mind, that's the antagonist for him. Yes. He's the one he's chasing after. He's the one to try to prove something about in his, in his mind, too. Yes. You know what I mean? So they go. He has Bradley Cooper opens. We, we talked about that earlier. You know, we had the horrible open. Then he had the good open. And now this guy is losing it because he sees his competition, you know. Thriving. Catching, thriving. Yes. Okay. Catching fire. Catching fire. So now he does the same thing. He tries to reinvent himself again. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley Cooper's invited. He ends up seeing. He takes the um, the we'll lady call, chef. The lady chef. We'll call her Nicolette. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they go to a. Um, they end up going to a, a dinner party, and at the dinner party, oh, she cleans up nice. By the way, she does. Cleans up very nice. Um, they run into his old flame slash the daughter of the restaurant where Bradley Cooper learned everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk. Whatever, whatever. Um, you know, there's that that awkward kind of talk because you haven't seen each other in years. They're both sober at this point. Yes. Um, and then Bradley Cooper walks off. Uh, after the conversation, he walks off, and he just kind of leaves the girl just pretty much standing there. Yeah. Gonna, and then she ends up finding him. Well, he doesn't walk off because the henchmen come for him. No, no. This is at the party. The henchmen aren't there at the party. He talks to the girl, and then he just leaves. And she's like, where did you go? And he's at the fish market. Okay. And then, then they have a moment together. They they're talking about the fish and everything. They go, well, I'm here for you. I'm here for the monkfish. They, they they bonded over fish. They bonded over fish. They have a moment. They end up, you know, having a moment. Yes. Now that this is one of my issues with with uh, movies. I get the formula, but sometimes for me it's out of place. When, particularly in an action movie or, or a drama or whatever the case may be, you have a, a female character and then... There's they, always a love interest. They, is there? Does it have to be? Does, no, not in, real, not in the real world, but in the movies, yes. The, the reason why I forgive it a little bit is because it happens in the restaurant. Yeah. It really does. But then it was... I was almost looking for it because I'm mean, like, well, I mean, even in the movie, they say, we, you know, you're going to sleep with her. You know what I mean? Like off the rip. Yeah. It's not going to work. You're yeah. going to destroy her. And just like you do everybody quit. else and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. So it was almost like one of those kind of things. 
Yeah, so they end up having a moment, and I, I kind of did my eye roll because... Of course you did. I think, I think everybody did that moment. And that's when the henchmen come up. Yes. And then they... Then then, she, then it was an episode of Taken, because yeah. they took them. Yes. She goes in with the food and everything else, and now they're at the restaurant, and they find him on the corner beat up. Yes. Like, right outside the restaurant. Um, they're freaking out, and we're about more than halfway, about two-thirds into the movie at this point. They're all freak, you know, they're, it's a normal night. Everything's kind of flowing. He's beating up, and then they're, they try to clean him up and, you know, make him just rest. He needs to go to the hospital, but he chooses not to. Yeah, he's, in the middle he's of woozy, service. he's bleeding. Yeah, he's in the middle of service. And then, boom, the Michelin people show up. Yes. Okay, so he goes, gets up, hurt, in pain, bleeding, and goes all in. He gets the whole team ready. That's what we're here for. Everybody's helping out. It's all hands on deck, but he's he's leading the charge, like by himself, but he's making, you know, he's doing it all, but he's not, you know, and then they get it all together. They make the dishes. It's exactly what they were talking about. Everything he said earlier about like the Michelin people, all this is going on. Yes. So he gets the dish ready, gets it all perfect. He sends it out. Okay. They come back two minutes later and they're like, it's too spicy. And they're all shocked. Like, yeah. They sent the food back. They sent the food back. Which yes. Is, you know. Death blow. Death blow. Okay, from the Michelin people. So the original shoot stuff, remember we were talking about earlier, that um, was beating him up, but, but said, I got, you know, we, I'll let bygones be bygones. Yeah, I'm going to bury the hatchet. Yeah. He looks at him, he goes, in his hand, his hand is full of cayenne pepper. He goes, the pepper. And he goes, now we're even, pretty much. Yeah, that was for and, Paris. That was for Paris. Yeah. And walks out. So in the same day, he got his comeuppance. Yeah. One from the henchman, one from inside. Yeah, the guy worked for him the whole time, waited he, for his. He time. He was waiting for his time. Yeah, he 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 did it right. Okay, <laughs> he did it and, right. And and Bradley Cooper looks over and he and he wants to be angry. You can tell he really wants to be mad. Yeah, but he goes, "Fuck! I did this to myself. This I did is, it a long time ago. This is my past haunting me right yeah. now. Okay, I did it to myself." And how do you feel at this point of the movie? Um, you you feel almost you you. I mean, at that point, I felt what he felt. I felt like, hey. You did this to yourself. Okay. There's not. There's nobody else you can blame at this point but yourself. True. And then he goes. He goes on a. He goes out and he's sulking and he ends up throwing his book off the bridge or whatever. The, his uh, his his diary that yeah. he wrote. How many oysters he mm-hmm. shucked up to a million. He ends up throwing that over and that is his uh, his turning point in the for movie. for him for him of letting go. Almost. Yes. He ends up he ends up hammered. At and he does not. He's having drinking over two years. Mm-hmm. Ends up hammered at the. We're not gonna call him the enemy, but the, the competition. The competition's restaurant. Yes, the competition takes care of him. They're closed. He's on the floor. He's on the floor. They kind of. The guy just takes care of him. He almost but, tries to kill himself. Yeah, he's like this is you know it, it was almost. You could tell that they had a bond back in the day, but mm-hmm. you know, and and that was they he they let that go, and then he wakes up in the morning. They reconcile. And then now we're headed forward into pretty much the end of the movie, if you want to wrap it up. Yeah, we're wrapping it up here. Well, not here, but this is towards the end of the movie because there's a lot of uh, come to terms, come to Jesus, letting go. And he almost is at peace with not getting his third Michelin star because before in the earlier in the movie, it would have been the end of the world Mm -hmm. for him. Oh, no question. And now he realizes that. You know, it's all about growth. It's all about family. And the theme and it, of family it, 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 have not, come up. Exactly. And it's like, and there's not one, it's not the one person that is it. It's, it's the whole. Yes. It's the team. And, and whereas before when the Michelin people came in, 
he was he was a very abrasive. He pushed people out the way, do it like this. He, yeah, he was doing all by himself. Way, do it like that. He was doing it all himself. So now, some time passed by, and uh, the owner of the restaurant, uh, Baron Zemo, and and the girl comes up to check on him. He's still wounded. I guess no time has passed by because he's still wounded. Yeah, it's the next day. It was the next day. He had called the Michelin to. To see, see if that, they had any agents in the, in the area. And well, they said, told them about the sabotage yeah. that would happen, and they said, hey, we didn't have any agents in, in the area. And so they were relieved that the sabotage didn't really go beyond two customers mm-hmm. that were from Ohio or something like that. On business, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, on business. And so life goes on until the Michelin people came. Yes. Well, and the, well, as life does go on, and then, well, let's, let's really quickly, he gets his debt taken care of. Um, by the the daughter by of the, the daughter she goes yeah, this, this is our problem it was our problem together and then she walks away into like the light which was kind of quick and easy and then <laughs> walks off into the light it walks off into the sunset okay um, but his his life could be, start to become re- what's the word um, resolved okay things, things things that were haunting him before are becoming resolved and he's starting to see the world in a whole new light and then now, yes, we're at the restaurant. It's a normal day. Mm-hmm. And then the, the true Michelin people come in. Yes. And he, to finalize everything, he goes through all the motions. But this time, instead of instead of jumping in and taking over, he goes, we're going to do this together as a team. He's like, we're going to do what we do. We're going to do what we do. Yeah. It, it's, it is what it is. They're, at this point, they're just another guest. Yes. And we need to treat it as so. And that is how you really run a real kitchen. And that's how you really run a real kitchen. And to 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 really let you go on this, if you do things, I had a, a a manager that used to say, you know, treat each guest as if you're serving your mother. I didn't really like the idea of having a VIP guest. Yeah, everybody in their own right should be their own VIP. Correct. Yeah. What? I, I never understood that. When, like when people like oh, like the, the staff would get all crazy, like when the owners would come in or mm-hmm. something like this, and they would kind of get all bent up. It don't matter. We got to do it right we, anyway. We, exactly. It should be right for them or it should be right for anybody exactly. else. Exactly. If not even more important. Yeah. To do it right for, for the person else. next to them. Yeah. Correct. Because the owner already has a baseline yeah. to go from. You got to go with people whose, whose bills are paying his bills. Yes. And if someone who's never been there, they have no baseline or, yeah. or record of you. So you have to make that best imp- impression every, every time. time. And so, yeah, to have a VIP guest, just do what you do. Yeah. It should, be, it should be that way. You're absolutely correct. It, it, it should be that way. So th- that was one thing that I never understood when people try to make a fuss and say, oh, this is VIP, this is, you have to, nah, you, every Everyone every person deserves be yes. the best that you have. Every sure time. things happen. But now we're going to talk about, we go, we're going to wrap it up and understand what kind of restaurant movie is this. And one theme that felt true to me was the family meal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, the there very were times the back in the day. Yeah. Well, they, they've done it, I believe, three times during the movie. The first time, family meal. Uh, I think the second time she offers to make him a plate. Yes. He's kind of busy. He's off to the side. And then at the end, he participates and he's... A part of the family. He's a part of the family. And to me, it was the underlying current of, of the movie. Mm-hmm. In restaurants, as you know, it's a band of misfit toys. Absolutely. But you find a family a lot of times. When I was going through a lot, I couldn't wait to go to work. I couldn't wait to go to work. That's where I found my peace. Mm -hmm. 
And so that was family for a lot of people, and I find that to be very true for a lot of restaurants, is that you may not be perfect in your own life. You may have issues. You may be uh, abused or abuse drugs and things like that. But when you're around your people, your people, you become whole. Mm-hmm. And the family meal was that was what was that stood out for me. Absolutely. How was it for you? Let's rate it as a movie and then a restaurant movie, and we get out of here. Um, for as a movie, you know. Throwing the little points that he that Marlon threw in to kind of remind me, <laughs> I'll give it a seven. Okay. Um, from the learning standpoint of of a restaurant movie for me, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half because I didn't know anything about that world. Okay. Okay. I I thought the movie was one note. I didn't feel the tension that was being portrayed. I'd rather be shown than to be told. Mm-hmm. So that's when you have a voiceover filling in gaps, but it. It was left to us to assume what the stakes were. Yeah, I liked it as as a movie. It was a six and a half for me, okay. but I'm a I'm a tough judge. It didn't really take me through the feels. Yeah, I got what you mean. It just didn't. But it was a good movie. It, it was. was it yeah. was a good movie. I didn't want to turn it off at any point. No, I, I felt the same way. Yeah. Now, as a restaurant movie. It was very, it was very much a kitchen movie. It was a kitchen movie. It was very much a kitchen movie. I don't see any service in there. Not not that there has to be. Mm-hmm. There has to be. There doesn't have to be any service whatsoever. But uh, as a restaurant movie, I would give it an eight. Okay. I gave it an eight because the relationships are there. Yes, the, the relationships are there. You see all of that. Yeah, it, I do. You're right. Yeah, it's very um, reminiscent of the dynamic between owner, chef, uh, sous chef, yeah. other people, and they were meant to be very obedient and things like There's very much a military structure yes, absolutely. In, in this movie as <clears throat> in a lot of kitchens. And so check it out. Uh, what what year was it? Nineteen? No, no, no. It's no, it's, it's two thousand. It's not that old. Maybe 2015, 2012. Okay. It's it's either twelve or fifteen. It could have been instead of burnt. It could have been burnt out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. You're watching us on YouTube. You're listening to us on your uh, your audio podcast. Yeah. One way that you can help us out is to comment. Uh, Share. There's mm-hmm. a little arrow. Share our podcast to someone who you think might enjoy yeah. our show. And we do this for you each and every week. Reach out to me. You can follow me on Instagram at The Modern Way to Podcast. We're truly appreciative as we grow. Remember, uh, a lot of people have reached out to us. Take your turn. Yeah. And, and, and let us know. We take show know. ideas. We take yeah. uh, let hear comments about past shows, mm-hmm. how we can make new shows better. We're, we're, we're here to learn yes. as much as inform. Yes. And as, as we go through it, uh, we go through it for you and with you. And, uh, yeah, be among uh, the people who have reached out to us and, and have shared the show and, and g- given us uh, some, some feedback. For sure. We are appreciative. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm Marlon Joseph, The Modern Waiter. I'm Danny DeVille. Subscribe, 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 people. We'll see you next time. Later. Woohoo. Yo, my life is like a movie, but it wasn't recorded. So sticking off the hook, cause the diamonds important.